You're listening to Joy Coaching America with the Joy Coach, Karen Lynn Grant, spreading upbeat, uplifting, informative messages of hope and happiness from sea to shining sea from our home in the beautiful Rocky Mountains. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America. Today, we're talking about a jumpstart for joy. A, a jumpstart for Joy Coaching America across the nation with a group of faith-filled, Christ-centered, non-denominational gathering of women who have a passion for nurturing and for bringing empathy and love into the world, into what we're all facing in our own homes, in our own ways, in our own families, in our own communities. I would like to introduce to you at this time, a woman that I met years ago, about three years ago, at a convention when, where I had a booth and Jean Willard came to my booth with her sister and it was just an instant rapport with her. And as I've grown to know her, we never knew if we'd ever see each other again. As a matter of fact, I don't even know that we've ever been in person again. Have we, Jean? It was no. that one time. No. It, just that one time. But from that one brief meeting, a beautiful friendship was kindled. And as the years have passed, this is what I know of you, Jean. And I, I created this bio for you because I know you and I know your heart. Jean Willard has a passion for wellness and healing in every sense of the word. She is my prayer warrior, as well as many other people's. She blesses her family as well as her other stewardships who look to her for comfort, counsel, guidance, and strength. Her attitude of optimism and faith make her an excellent and extraordinary joy coach in every sense of the word for those who stand in need of comfort. Her attitudes and attributes of kindness, compassion, and empathy make her a strength in troubled times to those who are privileged to glean from her wisdom. Her gift, I believe, is the power of prayer, which she readily shares as she stands on call to minister to friends and even those she doesn't even know very well who simply stand in need of a prayer. She is on call to minister to those who are wounded in spirit, in heart, in mind, in body. I love that Jean is a messenger of love in every sense of the word. I have never known her to come out of character. There have been many times where we have been on calls when I have been the benefit, is it the benefactor, the, the beneficiary? I always get those two mixed up. I have been the recipient of Jean's beautiful prayer language, and it has been such a great comfort and strength. As a matter of fact, the day I met Eugene at that convention, I was at my booth and I really didn't want to be there. I had had a splitting headache and I just felt that morning pushed to go and to be there. And had I missed that day, I would have missed meeting you and this beautiful friendship. But I remember after we spoke just briefly, as you turned to go, the words came to my mind. Don't lose her. She's one of your ministering angels. And that is exactly what you have been in my life since that time. So Jean, on that note, I would love to welcome you into this call and have you share your experience in 
in this whole joy coaching genre of finding this group of Christ-centered mentoring women who have a love for the Lord and who are all working together to bolster and boost one another's faith, as well as the faith of the loved ones that we all have. So Karen, when I, when I first met you, and this is for everybody out there, whenever you meet someone like Karen, the type of person that she is, you're drawn to her. And there was truly a divine connection. Um, during that convention, I kept going back to her table because there was something that she had that I wanted. And that's what I have seen with the other joy coaches. And so when I went up to her that one day, um, I was there listening to somebody else. I jumped up and I said, I've got to go over there. And that's what I did. And that's what Karen mentioned. But that was the moment of connection. But I did not realize that. So throughout the convention, kept going back and I did sign up because I, I, I wanted what she had. Basically, I wanted what you had. You had something that I have never experienced. I watched you ministering to different women. You were tired. You had the headache, like you said, but I watched you and you just kept giving out in ministering. So I signed up with Joy Coaching. Um, I listened to what she had to say on a Zoom and I just knew it was the right fit for me. I even told my friend that was with me because I was with my sisters and niece and a friend and I said, um, this is basically right up my alley. And she said, yes. I said, I've got to, I've got to sign up for this. I have to find out more about this. She said, yes. So she confirmed that I was hearing correctly, but I wanted to take time to pray about it all. So I don't jump into things. I wanted, to, I always put things on pause and I step back and then I just seek the Lord. Okay. What am I to do? Um, and sometimes he gives a go ahead and sometimes he just says, no, just wait, but I had to go ahead. And that's where I am today. Absolutely love this ministry. I've learned so much, learned so much from the other women. We come from different backgrounds. We come from different faiths, but it, but when we come together in our group and it's all through zoom, it's like there are no walls. We have no walls between us. And there is like a safety net here when we're together. And that's something we've also learned from Karen. Um, she really pretty much sets the stage for us. And so there is, a, it's a safe place. And we've learned the confidence. We keep the confidence. We don't share as joy coaches what how we're ministering to other people we don't share their stuff that's that's very private that's between them the lord and of course we get to be a part of it so Gina, beautiful i i want to say that as i listen to you and as i look into your countenance of course this is just audio for everybody else but we're together and so we get to see each other but as i listen and i think of the three qualifications of a joy coach for me is a woman of compassion, a woman of empathy, a woman of kindness, and all of our other credentials, all of our other life's experiences are so personal to each one of us. Uh, I, there's so many of us that have had uh, some that who have been married all of their 
married life to one man. Then there's me who's been divorced as many times as Zsa Zsa Gabor and Elizabeth Taylor. And there's no judgment towards me. I feel no judgment from the joy coaches. I feel absolute love and tenderness as I've worked through my own dilemma as to what caused that, why that was created in my life and, and the blessings in disguise, the things I learned from that, the ways that I can minister to women from all walks of life. And I look at you and the core, the solidarity of a woman who has been married one time with a beautiful family and who has prayer as her source of inspiration. I don't think there's anything you do without praying first and feeling that validity, that validation that yes, this is the, the, the right next step for you. And I watched as you did it one module at a time, you didn't <laughs> jump into the whole thing. You would go back to the drawing board of prayer and ask for the next, the next go ahead, the next piece. And I, I learned so much about um, not being impulsive. I tend to be more impulsive and sometimes jump in over my head because I get excited about things. And what I've learned from you is taking time to really get that validation from the Lord that yes, this is exactly the right place, the right time where he can use you, your gifts, your talents, your skills, your abilities. And I can tell you, Jean, that the joy coaches love you, that they look to you for your wisdom, for your gentleness, for, your, for, for the voice that you bring the the words the language that you bring and the input that you bring to the calls and i do want to send out an invitation to other women who do not know how to find us or where to find us to find that safe haven of sisters in christ who love each other and we're small group it's not a huge you know a huge organization and we are just letting those who feel drawn to come to us. So Jean, I would love for you to share a message of hope for those people who are grieving in the world, those who do not know where to find him, do not know how to find their maker in these times of trouble. And uh, if you could just do that for us, that would be so wonderful. Okay. Even if it becomes a prayer, it would be wonderful. I was just thinking about that a prayer. Just, just to, and it's when I pray, I just call it chatting with the father. I, I don't go into elaborate prayers. It's just chatting just one-on-one, -on -one, like I'm talking with Karen. And so all of the women out there and the men too, but for whoever is listening, all it is, is just talking, chatting with him, spending time with him, very simple and bring everything to him. We all have a hope, but we have to look to the right person, to the right thing for that hope. You can't find the hope in the world. You can't find it. You really can't find it in your husband or your wife. But our hope is in Jesus. I'm just telling you from my heart, that's the hope and that's who I go to. And that brings me peace. That just settles everything.
from sea to shining sea and beyond. You're listening to Joy Coaching America Worldwide with show host and Joy Coach, Karen Lynn Grant. We're back. Joy Coaching America. And I've been running a series on Jumpstart for Joy. Jumpstart Joy Coaching America with the women that I love who have become my best friends. Some of them I have only met one time in person, sometimes not even that. And yet our relationships, our friendships have been kindled over Zoom and in these joy coaching sessions and classes and modules. And you were able to hear from Jean Willard last week when I got to interview her for a few minutes and she was sharing just this wonderful, beautiful counsel on how to create a prayer relationship with God and keeping it sweet and simple and just chatting with him like a friend. And Jean, I want to bring you back on today and I want to have you because so many people don't know where to turn. And I can't imagine living in this world today without a relationship with a higher power, without a divine creator, whatever everybody wants to call someone that is higher than yourself, a source of healing of comfort, of wisdom, of refuge, a haven of happiness when times are really troubled. You have offered prayers with me on the phone, Jean, and they have been huge sources of comfort. And I would love for you to take this time and to share with our listening audience how to go about creating a relationship with deity. So what I tell people, you know, I meet people, we all do when we're out and about, I have met people in stores and we're just chatting. We're just chatting. And as I'm talking with them, I'm just, I'm encouraging them right where they're at. And I usually, I bring Christ into it because that's where my heart is. I bring Christ into it, but I don't bring it in, in a very forceful way. I'm just chatting. And before I know it, the chat is becoming a prayer. Mm-hmm. I'm chatting with them and I, and I will stop and I'll say, I'm just letting you know, I'm, this is prayer. I'm chatting with you, but I'm really praying to God, the father for you. And I've had people, strangers, they, they will be in tears. And I, all I'm doing is chatting, but it is becoming a prayer because I'm lifting those words up to the father. And, um, and I'm, I'm looking back at different situations where that has happened. Just recently, I was sitting next to a doctor at a health clinic, and we were both hooked up to these healthy IVs. And we, we were just chatting. And I said to him, I said, and I just felt it. I said, may I pray for you? And he kind of was like taken back. And I said, well, I said, all I'm going to do is just a chat. <laughs> it's just a chat before the Lord. And I said, it's just like you and I talking. That's how I talk. And he said, okay. And it was simple. And I'm chatting with him, but I'm praying for him. And I'm saying, Father, whatever, you know, I'm just talking. And after I'm done, simple prayer. After I'm done, he's got tears in his eyes. He said, you make me cry. (laughs) This is a doctor, but it's not me that's making him cry. 
because I'm just, I'm just a vessel. I don't know how to pray for someone. So I just chat with the father. It is so simple and everybody can do it. You can do it wherever you're at. I take, I'm always chatting with the father as I'm chatting with you right now, as I'm chatting with Karen, I just take that wherever I go. Um, but it's very simple. You don't have to be, I'm sorry to say this, but I have to say it holier than thou. You don't have to be in a spiritual plane to be able to have that relationship and just talk to him. Just like a father and a child, a father yeah. and a daughter. You just can, and the things I bring, I'll say, Lord, I messed up again. I don't have to be perfect. None of us have to be perfect. He's perfect. So we can go to him. He's perfect. And I can lean into him. But it's very, very simple. And just to recognize that there is, there is someone out there that loves us beyond what we can even understand. And it just, and he will wrap his arms around. We can feel his presence. And I'm talking about the father. He's not like an earthly father. And a lot of us have issues with an earthly father. So we relate that to God, the father. He's not the same. Mm. And I learned that through going through some dark times. And that was revelation. It's like, I can really trust you. I can talk to you. And I tell him everything. But I'm just chatting. When Karen and I are praying on the phone together, I'm just chatting. That's what it feels like to me. I'm just chatting to the father, but Karen's name is there. And it's so sweet. It's so comforting to hear somebody pray for you. And I think as you share this, this is such a core for me in, in this whole very faith-based program that getting up and beginning your day with a heart-to-heart chat becomes our divine appointments, whether we add scripture study to that or music or whatever, mm -hmm. we just have that beginning of our day, consecrating it, dedicating our day, asking for guidance, wisdom, inspiration to keep our feet on a, on a true path and to help make this day count in beautiful ways that we can be there in somebody else's path who might need us. I, I love this. I love what you're sharing. I love the spirit that you're sharing it in. I think that as I've come to know each one of the joy coaches, I've come to see that each one has a unique gift, an extraordinary gift that they bring to this program, to their clients, to their families. And because of where I sit, I am privy to these gifts. And I just want to tell you, thank you, Jean, for the gift that you bring of simplifying a prayer life so that everybody can feel like this is just a father-daughter connection, a father-son connection, that this is something that is really important that we feel safe to create, especially in this history of our world where there's so much uncertainty. Jean, you have beautiful stewardships and at this time, you do your sessions much for those stewardships who you engage with. And you were sharing with the joy coaches today that not everybody is our stewardship, that there are those who might be more well-suited with somebody else 
who has experiences that that they need to draw from. And so I would just love for you to synopsize that for those who are looking for someone to be a coach, because we're not looking for someone to usurp control over li- our life, but to give us back the freedom to make good choices. So we've got two minutes and I would love if you would share with us how to find a good mentor. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, again, it goes back to prayer. Lord, is this the right fit? Lord, should I have this person over? Um, and for me, I'm very careful on who I, who I allow in because you can't trust everybody. And so that's where I always dialogue it, dialogue it out with the Lord to say, okay, is this a good fit? And um, because there is somebody else that is a better fit for other people. And it just, again, bringing it back to prayer. But I, I do want to share something about prayer that is coming to me, just to backtrack. When I am talking to the Lord, I'm always thanking him. And I'm always saying to him, instead of demanding, I say, Lord, please, please, Lord, would you do this? It's like a, fa- it's like a child coming to a father. Lord, please. I always want to be respectful of who I am talking to. And um, just like I have respect for Karen and how I talk to Karen, I want to be, sometimes we're not as respectful to God the Father. I want to always remember to be respectful to him. That is just something that is on my heart. I says, Lord, I'm so sorry. I let that call interrupt our conversation. I wouldn't do that if I had Karen sitting here. I wouldn't answer that phone call. I don't know why I needed to tell someone that, but that is really important. You have your connection with him. Just keep it until it's done, until you say, okay, goodbye. <laughs> okay, regarding um, back to people, there's amazing people out there. People out there. There's a lot of people hurting, but maybe you're not the one that is supposed to be ministering to that people. So just be aware and conscientious of what God is saying and where he's directing you because there'll be somebody else. That he's going to line up the right people in your life and just be open to that. And that is so true. And she... We will continue this right after we take this station break. We are Joy Coaching America. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Loving Liberty Radio Network. back to Joy Coaching America, raising the world's vibration to love, joy, and peace, one happy listener at a time. We're back, Joy Coaching America. I'm with beautiful Jean Willard in California. I'm Karen Lynn Grant in Utah, and today we're Joy Coaching America. Jean is sharing with us how to choose a mentor. That's very important to find someone who's got your value system, to find somebody who elevates you, who uplifts you, who inspires you, who mentors you, who doesn't try to coerce or control you. So Jean, continue with the beautiful things that you were sharing with us about this subject. Okay. Um, 
I really do want to focus on that mentoring part. Again, you're going to hear me say, go back to prayer. Because I've had different people mentor me through the years, and they have been phenomenal. But the season, when the season is up, the season is up. And you will know. And it doesn't mean that that mentor, that they did anything wrong or you did anything wrong. It just means the season is up. And then the Lord will bring someone else into your life. And I never thought of it as mentoring, but I have been mentored by some very incredible people. But when we become dependent on the mentors is when we want to walk with caution and pull back because we can't be dependent on anybody but God. You know, I love this, Jean, and I, I kind of see it as the way that the joy coaches are, is that we're not trying to take somebody's hand and then mm-hmm. make them dependent on us for a lifetime. All we're trying to do is to find those faith-filled people who maybe their faith is feeling shaky because they've been through a traumatic experience and they just need some handholding for a while. And Mm -hmm. we just walk with them gracefully along the path, helping to reestablish those, those kindred connections with God so that they can feel safe. And I've watched so many women over the course of the years, since I've been doing this starting in 2001, where I've, I've had clients that have come that have had that shaky relationship and they just haven't felt safe enough to confide in God when things went kind of topsy-turvy in their life. And yet how beautiful we just take a client where they are and just gently persuade them along the path until they feel like they're ready to take his Mm -hmm. hand and move on with strength and confidence. And so I love what you're saying. It's so true. And there's a lot of coaches I've had one before that just said, you're going to do things my way, or it's going to be the highway. And I will fire you as my client. And I'm like, that doesn't work for me. Uh, A coach is very much there to take it one step at a time with, with their client. And in this faith-based way, in this Christ-centered way, it's a very beautiful, a beautiful journey for both the mentor, Mm -hmm. the joy coach, the person who's being coached. So when I, as I'm listening to you, I keep hearing the word encouraging, encourager. That's what we really are. We come alongside of someone. We see who they really are. They, many of us don't see, and we, we just don't see who we are, who we really are. We just see all the negative. But then you have a joy coach or some other person that will come along. But let's talk about joy coaching. They'll come along, and they'll see who you are, and they encourage you. They in, That's what it's all about. They will love you right where you're at. They may say, give you an encouraging word or just look at this. It's never telling you anything. It's just guiding and directing so you can find your own way because it really is about you. It's growing you up so that you can recognize your own talents and, and the healing that comes from this. When you realize, wait a minute, I don't have to depend on quote. I have it inside of here. I hear it myself. I have a conscience. I have feelings. I have senses. That is important. And it's always, we'll hear it and feel it inside of us. We'll get a check, like in our soul. And you'll say, "Ah, I'm not sure about this. But we still fall prey to what people say. But that is building each other up. That's what joy coaches do, building you up. To stand on your own two feet. 
I love this. I, I had a client last night who sent me a text this morning who said, thank you so much for loving me like one of his little ones, mm-hmm. now, this beautiful, uh, 29 year old single woman who just felt loved mm-hmm. in the presence of that session that we did. We want everyone to go away feeling better than when they came and stronger than when they entered the room and more aware of their goodness is not about us. It's not about convincing them of who we are. It's about us encouraging them to remember who they are. And I think that there's a difference. I think that it's such a gentle approach. It's such a peaceful approach that, that we take in mentoring souls because really we are. And Jean, don't you feel like sometimes we step into the role of almost like a spiritual mom sometimes I'll have a client that will say, you know, my, my mother didn't really teach me. She fed me, she clothed me, but I didn't really learn who I am from my mother. And, and some who will say, I, my mom was a little critical and harsh with me. And so it's almost like we get these new stewardships in our life to finish raising someone who's already in an adult body, but still has a little child in with, within them that's just still in need of nurturing, still in need of raising up, still in need of, of a loving maternal matriarchal figure that's just there to edify, uplift, whisper words of kindness and, and finish the process. I always feel that when someone is on my table, first of all, I've dedicated my table onto the Lord. I said, Lord, this is your work. This is not mine. Just use me as an open vessel. But I do feel like a mother. Mm-hmm. I, they're on the table. And, and it's like, all I want to do is just to love on them. Mm-hmm. Just to love on them. Whatever, you know, it's a beautiful technique. And of, of course, I'm always praying over them. And, and then I allow them afterwards to just talk. And it's incredible what they experience. And I just let them cr- talk or cry. And I'm just there. All I am is a listening ear to let them share. It's and it's beautiful. just, it's really, I, I always feel like a mother. I thought it was because of my age, but it's really, I do. And I tell them that I said, I feel like a mother right now. <laughs> I, I say the same thing. And, you know, we have not discussed this before that we both have that same feeling. Uh, recently, I had somebody on the massage table and we're not giving them massages. It's a nine touch point mm-hmm. healers touch session. That is just beautiful. And I had somebody on the table and was doing a Solex session that does the vibrational attunement uh, through for 3000 points in the body. And so that's really a wonderful thing that can also be done long distance if a person is far away, but it, it actually reads the emotions with brain conducting headphones, reads the emotions, and then you're able to send your client a seven page printout of their emotional well-being as well as these four frequencies, musical overlays of tones underneath F sharp, G, G sharp, B flat, whatever. And, um, doing this session, I was filled because I'm, I'm working on hands and feet and, 
And yes, I am a licensed massage therapist, but not all the joy coaches are. And this is all about the nurturing touch. It can be a clothed experience with deep relaxation session. And I felt so much love. I thought this is a heavenly kind of maternal love. Mm -hmm. This is, this is something that is very unique and very sweet and very tender. And I think it's a gift. I think when we're able to feel that download of love for another human being, it becomes a gift to us to be able to feel Mm -hmm. it as well as to that person to be able to sense that it's, that they're, they're being seen through that set of lenses through divine perspective. And it's just beautiful. It's very different. And it also includes all five senses. So we use music, aromatherapy, we use touch, we use guided imagery, and it becomes an extremely deeply peaceful relaxation session of positivity so that that client can go away feeling like the vibration has changed. They might've come feeling grief. They go away feeling hope, loved, accepted, and peaceful. I think a big part of joy coaching is assisting people to know how to access the feeling of being forgiven, as well as how to forgive pain that's happened in their life. And when we come back from the station break, Jean, I'd love to discuss with you the power of forgiveness and the miracle of it, because it's a gift. It's a divine gift. We'll be right back after these messages. This is Karen Lynn Grant with Jean Willard, Joy Coaching America. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America, raising the world's vibration to love, joy, and peace, one happy listener at a time. We're back, Joy Coaching America. This is Carolyn Grant. We're doing a four-week jumpstart for joy. And what started out to be a segment has turned into an entire radio show today with my beautiful friend, Jean Willard, who is a certified regional joy coach. But other than that, and more than that, and greater and beyond that is I do believe that Jean, you are a true disciple of Christ. And I know that there are scriptures that say, by this shall men know ye are my disciples. If you have love one to another, to me, the true sign of a disciple of Jesus Christ is one who radiates and reflects love from her countenance, from her eyes, through her voice, and through her consistency without judgment, just radiating a merciful approach. Because who would want to come to a God who has his arms folded tightly across his chest. Uh, I picture the savior with his arms outstretched and I would never approach a God who's sitting with his arms tightly folded across his chest. And so I love that you radiate this open armed, beautiful, accepting tone where people can feel comfortable, even if they have are suffering from grief, from errors in their judgment or mistakes they've made that have had lasting repercussions. I think that it's so important that, that our clients 
who come to us know that the first ultimate goal is that we're going to walk away feeling greater acceptance of ourselves and learning more about the beauty of forgiveness. We're the hardest person to forgive. You know, we will forgive somebody who has tormented us and still hold ourselves accountable and uh, for enabling it or whatever the situation is. But Jean, I would love, and this is totally impromptu. There were no pre-discussions of this, but I do believe you'll have some wisdom to share with us on the subject of forgiveness, whether that's forgiving ourselves or helping us to learn that it's not something we have to drum up. It's a gift. It's a gift of the spirit. One thing years ago, I was a part of this ministry and there was a minister that came and I'm just going to tell you the story quickly. And he said, anyone that wants prayer, come on up. So I stood up there with everybody else. And when he got to me, he said, I want to talk to you after the service. So I go, okay. It's like, what did I do wrong? So I went out and he said, just meet me in the hallway. So two of my friends were with me and he came out and I didn't think he would even think to come out because who am I? But he came out he actually followed up and he came out and he talked to me and he talked to me about forgiveness it was the most powerful thing that I, that I received that night. And I didn't know I had unforgiveness in my heart. And he started talking to me about forgiving people forgiving um, my past, forgiving things. And I, and even people that are dead, he said, you can forgive them for what they did. You know, you know, you're not, you can't go to them. Sometimes you don't go to the person and ask forgiveness, even though you didn't do anything wrong, but you forgive them, but you can still talk to the father about it. Anyway, so he said, many times we don't feel to forgive. We're so full of anger. We're so full of hate over a situation. Maybe somebody talked wrongly to us. And what I learned through the years, he, and he said it, and I, and I practiced it, and it really works. He said, whether you feel it or not, he said, choose. It's a choice to forgive. He said, by an act of my will, and this is what he led me through, by an act of my will, Father, I choose to forgive so-and-so. He said, if you say it over and over again, every time the memory comes up, just keep repeating it. Because he said, guarantee there will be a point when it will actually be real. You will actually have forgiven that person. And I'm telling you, it works. I share this with everybody. Okay. And it can be the most horrendous thing. And it's like, I'm not going to forgive them for that. But if you don't forgive, you've given them authority and power and control over you without even realizing it. They have control over your emotions. They have control over the things that you do, how you react. You don't want another person to have control. But what forgiveness does is when you forgive the wrong that was done to you, you're releasing them. They don't even know they have all this power and control over you, but it's releasing them and it's releasing you. And then the other thing is, is like forgiving ourselves is probably the hardest thing to do. But when we forgive ourselves, we're giving ourselves a gift because you're letting go. And it doesn't matter what it is. We all do horrible things, bad things. Some are just not that horrible, but we shouldn't have done it. 
okay, but we, but we hold on to our baggage. We hold on to the things. Oh, I said that to that person and I was pretty hateful, but, and we hang on to it for years and years and years. And we carry it. It's almost like we, it becomes part of our identity, but the Lord wants us to let it go, forgive ourselves. So what I've learned to do because of this one minister I have practiced letting go and forgiving myself. I can't change who I was in the past. I can't go back and undo anything. But what I can do is I ask the Father forgiveness and then I forgive myself. I choose to forgive me. And I realize something. I says, Lord, that's not who I was. That's not who I am today. That may be who I was then, but that's not who I am today. And the, it just seems that the enemy, enemy will bring back memories and memories. And it's like, do I want to wallow in the past? No, no, I don't want to wallow in it anymore because it pulls me down. That is old news. There was another pastor that said, when we get memories from the past and you've already dealt with it, but the enemy will bring it back up. And he says, that's old news. So I've learned to say, wait a minute, that's old news. That's already taken care of. That's I'm already forgiven for that. I don't I, have to go back. I just had a visual of picking up a paper, a newspaper and mm-hmm. reading an old newspaper. We wouldn't go back and read three years ago, newspaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we want, we want the news today. We don't want the news from three years ago or 20 years ago. And yet it's so true. <laughs> we do do that. And I think one of the breakthroughs that I had, Jean, because I've been through a few divorces and annulment, and I thought that in my understanding, I thought that that meant that it was supposed to end on a sour note, because if you divorce somebody or you got divorced, that meant that there was friction or irreconcilable differences. And I remember the breakthrough I had one day when the thought came, you're free to still love that individual. You are still free to love that person. And so even though I've been through these these experiences, I can honestly say that I have worked through each one of those scenarios to the place where I don't know how they feel about me. I don't know how they process their experience with me, but I'm not responsible for that. I'm responsible for how I choose to feel about them. And when somebody chooses to reject you or abandon you, uh, the natural inclination is to feel hurt and defensive and angry. But what we can feel is, oh, that was their choice, Mm -hmm. but I can choose to keep on loving you. It doesn't mean we'll have continual interactions with them, but at least in our heart, there won't be a jagged rock or a pebble in our shoe mm-hmm. continues to jab at us, we will be able to feel like I have made my peace mm-hmm. with the mankind that I have met in my life. We, we will never meet all of mankind, but we will meet selected individuals in our lives. And we will be, there will be a choice of how do I want to leave each relationship in peace or in perplexity. And so I'm so grateful for the things that you're sharing. I had no idea we were going to talk about forgiveness, but it is a huge part of joy coaching, of joy coaching ourselves, of joy coaching a member of our family, 
of joy coaching a member of our team of joy coaching somebody that trusts us enough to come and and share their burdens with us so jean we have a few minutes left i would love for you to if you feel so impressed to chat with the lord in behalf of america Oh, Father, how we love you so much. And many of us don't even know you. We don't know we can come to you, Father. But I pray for everyone who is listening right now, and even those that will listen in the future when they hit replay on this um, audio interview. Father, I pray that you will minister to them. Father, that you will show them the way. I pray that you will guide and direct their thoughts. Help them, Father, help them to see things through your eyes and not through their own. Lord, I pray that you will bring peace into their hearts and the right people into their lives. Father, we can have peace in the midst of the storm. We can have joy when it just seems like there is no purpose or reason for joy, but we really can. And it's learning to look at things differently. Father, I pray for this nation and for others. I pray that you would unite the people, Father, where there has been division, that you will bring unity into the hearts and the minds and unity into families, Father. Oh, my goodness. Father, we need unities within the family, Father. Families are split so much, and there is so much ugly words that are being spoken. Father, we ask forgiveness for that because that's not what you want us to do. You don't want us to badmouth each other. You don't want us to cuss each other out, Father. That is not of you. You want us to love each other, to accept each other for who we are, and to just to let it go. Father, oh, please help us. Lord, I do. I don't know what else to say, Lord, but I just thank you for this time. I thank you for just listening, for always being there. And Lord, I know you are going to touch individual lives. I know you are, because that's what you do. Thank you, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jean, for Joy Coaching America today with your beautiful faith, your courage, your bravery, and your conviction for being willing to deliver a message to us, to me, to our listening audience. Thank you so much. And America, we love you. And to all of the citizens of America, of this great nation who are hurting, we send you love, we send you joy, we send you peace in Jesus' name. Amen.